the it's always the right time deal. Hey, want to go to Mickey D's for lunch? Ooh, let's go now. <laughs> But it's not lunchtime yet. If we're going to McDonald's, it's always the right time. Yeah, it's hard to argue with that. There's a deal for every lunch hour at McDonald's. Now's the time to get two for $3.99. Mix and match a four-piece McNuggets, a McDouble, a McChicken, or a hot and spicy McChicken. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Okay, let me know when I'm rolling. We are rolling. Boop, 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 boop. Choo, 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 choo. Oh, added. That's a new one. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I'm very distracted. I do have a foster dog who is very handicapped, who I'm trying, who just wants time, and I'm just trying to get him. I think I'm further handicapping him. You just want to hang out with me? Okay, ready? All right. Sorry, he's only got one front leg. He's so heavy. Okay, I gotcha. I gotcha. Okay, you're there. You're good. Hold on. Am I abusing the dog? I'm trying to save. Okay, you're fine. You're fine. Just sit with me. Sit with me. You'll be good. Shh. Shh. Okay, there we go. Sorry, you guys are having to see me live. Soothe an animal. Plug? Huh? Did he, I unplug my computer? No, he unplugged something down there. Oh, he just, yeah. he's sabotaging the whole podcast. Baby, you got to just stay here. Sorry, guys. We're having an animal uh, drama. Thank you. Sorry. We've These dogs have been inside, and we've been gone so much. He's been cr in crates a lot, and he just wants to participate. Is this audio going to be annoying with him panting? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> we need to start over. This is just a... Uh, they're telling me no. No, we're leaving this in. No. You guys, you know this is my... Oh. oh no. Is okay. Is Grace okay? Is Grace okay? Is magic okay? Okay, let's stop and let's let's do. I think magic might have fell on his nose. Okay, just give me a second to think. Uh, do we have leashes, um, Grace? Yeah. Just to put him. Uh, I think he's gonna need them. Now he's just trying to. What do you need? He needs something. Hi everyone. Whitney's giving up her career to take care of a dog, so we are now taking over the podcast um, full time. We're gonna talk with. Um, oh. What are we going to talk about, Dave? We're going to talk well, about you doing stand-up. We're never going to talk about ancestral trauma. Here are the things we're not going to talk about. Oh, I... Oh, no. Oh, she's never back. mind. She's back. She started her <laughs> career mind. over. Never mind. We thought you gave your career up to take care of animals, but she's back now, so... I'm trying to. Let's she's start trying over. She's trying to. No, send more animals. No, no, we're continuing. It's going to be an audio editing knit mark. Send, uh... I know a lot of people do not like eating on the podcast, but dogs panting is adorable. What kind of psychopath doesn't like a handicapped dog kind of panting? Huh? What's showing? The wall is showing? Oh, right. That's, oh, sorry. You guys and are that's a real wall because we're real. <laughs> you thought that was a prop wall? Honestly, the rig, the This curtain. isn't a set. Just for kicks. Just start over like we just are starting now. Okay, but we're not... Right, right, right. We're using that. Right, right, right. Emily's trying to cut, he's trying to silence me and deplatform me and censor me. Deplatform you? And I will, I will not have it. Not deplatform. She took you off the whole it. network. Okay. Now I'm sweating and covered in dog now hair. Now she's panting. That's a different boop, pant. Boop, boop, boop. <laughs> Notice the difference in panting. Today's episode, the guest is the great Kevin Nealon. If he needs an introduction, frankly, I feel sorry for you. You know him as a legend from SNL. He's in many an Adam Sandler movie. I He's actually such a good friend that I don't even know half of his credits, but he's, of all my friends, when I got in public with, besides maybe David Spade, he's the most recognized. What about Sandra Bullock? I don't, we don't go out in public. She won't let it. Good choice. That we're friends. If I was Sandra Bullock, I would yeah, go We're not public either. friends. <laughs> we're private friends. But no, he, because uh, uh, he's been so famous for so long. And to me, one of the main 
sort of things I love about Kevin so much, and this is probably gonna come off, every time I try to compliment someone, it comes off as an insult. I just can't help it. Pretend like you're complimenting someone you don't know. You're good at that. Okay, my brain just froze. It was like, but but here's the thing. Kevin Nealon, he's so funny in SNL and in movies, but when you meet him, he's even funnier. Like just as a person in conversation, he's so funny. It's like shocking. Like you miss half of the shit he says because I'm too busy trying to think of a funny thing to say. That was a good compliment. Yeah. Okay. Good. Stop I didn't there. Want to, he's just so funny. And then um, we did. I did his. Uh, he does this uh, camp, not camping, a hiking show called Hiking with Kevin, <laughs> yes, where he has like super famous people go on hikes. And the, this is how incredible. Kevin Nealon is. He manages to make that entertaining. Like everyone's out of breath and everyone's like, oh God, sweating and disgusting. And it's still like really fun and entertaining to watch. And we're doing a version of it right now. I know. <laughs> and this is what the show is like when you watch it. I'm not out of breath, I swear. Um, okay, so we have been touring all around this great country of ours. We've There's been so many insane things happening on stage. This is really intense. Holly, what the, Holly? Her name is Holly Noel? That's her middle name. That's not a real name. Hello, Holly? I almost feel like we need to make a documentary about it or something. I don't know if it's just that people haven't been out in a year, so when they come to the shows, they're especially nuts and feral and excited. I, I don't I don't know if if everyone just thought they were gonna die last year and are just like, fuck it. Like we, you know. That yeah, that is definitely what happened. Uh, is that what it is? Wait, people I mean, that's are how, acting nuts at shows. I mean, that's how all of us are acting. So yeah. I, I assume. And that's a good I mean, point. That's so a good point. I assume they're right there with us. There's just an like a next level of berserk happening in comedy clubs right now that I've I've been performing at, and every so I naturally have to bring people up on stage and just see the crazy up close. There was a bachelorette party, and I believe it was when we were in Dallas. Okay, and oh, as you guys know. Week two on using this incredibly advanced. Was it your bachelorette party? Because no. you're stealing a lot of focus. <laughs> so she came all the way up on stage. Bless her heart. Which, by the way, in the South, bless your heart means. Not even good. <laughs> Here she what is. What is your name? My name is Brenna. Brenna is about to Brenna. get married. She looks so happy. She has, she, oh my God, she had on the little dick, uh, dick necklaces. Brenda, when do you get married? Next week. Hold on, we can turn the music down a tiny bit so I can hear. You're getting married next week? Yes, ma'am. Where? Um, it's at a nature preserve in Plano, Texas. Oh my gosh! A nature preserve in Plano, Texas. What is your, uh, what does your man do? He's a Marine. Okay, that's good, that's hot. Oh, he knows how to handle a wet-ass pussy. <laughs> Keep in mind that I said that. Do you like that in with in bachelorette parties, usually it's girls that are like, look at her. She looks like, she looks so sweet, so down to earth, so regular. Where, so, where in a, a, and then oh. immediately it gets time for a wedding and they're like, veil, sash, dicks. So it's like they become a different person. <laughs> they're like, this is my chance to show out. so true. It's like all these girls in little Draper James, Reese Witherspoon outfits and look at and me said, and my, my picnic table, the gangum and my little, said, a little. I might go to the farmer's market, but also I fuck. <laughs> 
then it's their bachelor party and they're like, dicks of Lynn Mamow. They're all like, drunk. They're like, you thought I wasn't fun? Why am I getting married then, bitch? Like, like, what the hell? It's so true. It is sweet because she's wearing a little, like her little sweet little dress. Yeah, she's, and then she gets to take that sash and go right to church. <laughs> the, dick in, the dick hanging around your neck doesn't really match uh, the paisley print. And then how did you know he was the one? I just knew. We've been together in high school for a long time, so... Buddy! Yeah. He's like, yeah, he's 94. <laughs> <laughs> and then, um, how did he propose? He did it in the mountains. And he... <laughs> this is so sweet! How old are you? I'm 19. <laughs> you did a show in my hometown? Plot twist. Plot twist. <laughs> confused about how the dick goes. I mean, 19. I talked about her wet-ass pussy. I talked about dicks on her. Like, I just was like, and what do you say to someone when you are looking at them and you're like, you're having a bachelorette party for a relationship that I know is not going to work out, but you don't know it. So what do I do? 19. I know. <laughs> I was like, you're not High gonna... school sweethearts. Not... See, that makes the story less sweet. I love, but it's also like, <laughs> can you even be in here? This is 21 and over. Like, are you even allowed? 21. To... You've set your own standards for comedy. I don't even know. Can 18 <laughs> I think it's 18 come and in? up. For oh, because I thought it was to serve alcohol. I'm pretty sure. I don't know, but her whole family was there. It was just like. Because you can go into a club at 18 unless they say it otherwise. Oh, I see. They're just not allowed to get alcohol. Yeah, I don't know. They, like, is she Mormon? Hands, What's happening? Oh my gosh. So that was really stressful. But this entire weekend, uh, Emily was being so funny, so funny the entire time. And then that could be any weekend. There was really. a night that we were just like drinking and like hanging out. And what do you drink? A Prosecco sour with cum on top? What's it called? <laughs> uh, uh, what is it? A, a pearl necklace? Okay. She gets a drink that's in a little like like um, as if she's, uh, uh, you know, um, Grace Marie Kelly, Antoinette. yeah, in Monaco, holding this little like fancy thing with half of its cream. Like I, I thought it was like a Russian, white Russian or something. I don't know what are they called, creamy nipples or something. What was it? A pico sour? Peace goes sour. Peace goes sour. When I did shame her about it on Instagram, everyone came to your defense and said that it's very delicious and it's a Peruvian drink and that it's lovely. But whoever put the roofies in it went overboard because Emily was just going off that night being so funny and she just slipped by as we're talking. She's like, well, when I did stand up, I was like, wait, when you did what? And she's like, oh, because I did a couple stand up sets. Like, and I was like, she said, my life's a joke. I was, <laughs> I was like, wait, what do you mean you did stand up? This is someone that I've known for eight years. You used to work at SNL. Like, this is someone that's seen comedy from every angle. The one thing I did not know she did was stand up. So in my head, I'm like, oh, she did this when she was like 22. And I was like, oh, when was this? And she was like, it was like two years ago. <laughs> So I, I told her I had to see I had to see her set and she had to show it to me. So we watched em Emily ha let us watch her stand up. Are you sure you're okay with us airing this, premiering this? Well, we've already called her it's a gonna, diva. What else can, what else can we do? It's, it's, I, I, it's a call to the world premiere. But the reason... Come on in. Let's see what you got. The reason you like this story is because of how it ended up. Which is? The shared album. Oh, that's right. Okay. Hold on. Hold on. Back up. Emily, will you please tell the story of... <laughs> I can't believe I just remembered this. So Emily told me the story, go. Go. It's a, it's a tough, go. It's a tough listen. <laughs> once, well, it all starts when once I had a boyfriend. And 
I decided to start doing stand-up. But I didn't tell Whitney because I knew she'd be super threatened. So-, <laughs> <laughs> so I went to do my little set. And this was my second set, I believe. And <laughs> I asked. I figured I was so good. I was going to... <laughs> I was gonna apply for a um I was gonna submit myself to an NBC stand up contest because I'd done it second set ever. <laughs> she said, Here's my special. <laughs> I've edited it. It was four minutes. So I asked a guy in the audience to record it. So <laughs> one of the guys that wasn't allowed to leave because he'd also paid seven dollars to be there. My big finale joke okay. is about HPV, like finding out you you have HPV. Everyone has HPV. Don't come at me. I was Shit. joking around being at the doctor and the doctor telling you you have HPV and then hoping that you have the cancer kind and not the wart kind, right? So I was like made a joke about like because I I'd rather have the can- cancers than the warts. The warts don't ever go away. So just being like relieved, right? Which I thought was. Very, it's a good job. Yeah. A good it's like, yes, I was praying for the cancer kind. Right. Because you'd rather die than have warts. Got it. Love I it. totally get the right. joke. So you, then you find out you have the cancer kind and you're like, phew. And then Thank the doctor's God. Hilarious. like, oh my God. Laughter ensued. So I couldn't figure out how to get it from my phone to the computer. Which is why she was a great hire uh, for this show. <laughs> I'm creatively show running. So I figure. So I figured, okay, well, this cable's not working. I can't get it in the computer. So I'm just going to put it in the cloud. I'm going to put it in an album. And then the album I can find on my computer. You dropped an album already? <laughs> Damn, you were on Spotify? She was like, I'll just do an album. I can't get the video up. We'll do an album. You know what? I'll just, I'll just take a selfie, make some cover art. I got an album. I hear you, universe. <laughs> listening. I'm okay, listening go. always. So I, I, I put it in an album and I didn't realize at the time, but I uploaded it to my boyfriend at the time's family's shared Hawaii photo album. <laughs> Where it belongs. Which means, but the problem is that his mother is a cervical cancer survivor. First of all, that's not the only problem. And isn't she lucky? So what's the, what's the issue here? Okay, so so didn't the sister call you? What happened? So the sister calls me and is oh, like, hey, God. Em, um, great set. Like, uh, that's... <laughs> First of all, there's so many. Once you've seen the set, which we will premiere live on Good For You, that joke was like five minutes in. So the fact that the more horrifying part of the story is not that they heard you joking about cervical cancer. It's that they had to listen to four minutes of other jokes before. Like they they did watch the whole thing. Was she he? It's good. No, I I, it is definitely. Lord, you can't say nothing around you two about this thing. Okay, there's nothing. I must say, Emily Noonan is the comedian that's made me laugh the hardest of any comedian because I've been laughing for four. I, I am laughing so hard. There's videos of me laughing so hard that I like truly cannot breathe. I mean, this is me. Uh, oh my God. I, I don't know what to do about this. I mean, I don't know what to do. I need this. <laughs> I just laughed. This is a good idea. <laughs> oh, okay. We have to stop. <laughs> I've never seen anything like that. <laughs> oh, God. Ah, literally falling crying. It's like, do 
I'm laughing so hard. Delusional. I'm scared for myself. You realized how crazy you were in this moment. I'm scared for myself. I, after watching that, that, I thought I, that was like. I just. I'm worried. I'm. This is the set that went to your. This one? That one. Went to, to your set. boyfriend's. By the way, Emily is. I mean, I've never had this much confidence on stage, and I've been doing this for 15 years. Um, so, rough year for successful men, right? They're having a rough year. I had a rough year, too, but nobody makes a big deal out of that. Um, <laughs> I, as a, someone that pretends to be like an outraged feminist on social media, I'm very happy about the Me Too movement. I think it's long overdue. <laughs> <laughs> You're so polite, also. Well spoken. <laughs> Just guys, it's long overdue. Okay, I'm I not gonna. Like, I'm not gonna get into. You're kind of using your customer service voice too, just a little bit. But it's also like I'm not gonna get into why it's long overdue. In the hand, but like, like I only have three minutes. This hand right here. But, but, and then, guys, and then the fact that she's doing what two or three minutes. And no, like, I'm going to upload this to the NBC website, but I'm not going to, like, memorize any of my jokes. Like, I had a piece of paper. Who has time for that? Like, I Memorizing want to, jokes is really hard. I want them to see my raw talent and how this just rolls off my tongue, and I'm just thinking it, not that I'm... I'm just going to check my notes real quick. Um, I have been disappointed by men myself, obviously. I have a father. Um, <laughs> the timing on that is pretty good. It's pretty good. So, but I actually worked with Harvey Weinstein. I worked with him for two years. Okay, you can't, this is... I love that you're enunciating. I Wait. love that so much. Uh, I saw him all the time. I was alone with him occasionally. And he had the audacity to never touch me. Like, he couldn't... All I'm thinking is, what do you mean you worked with Harvey Weinstein for two years? We're all comedians. We're homeless. Like, what? Doing what? Everyone's like, all oh, the people listening. Yeah, <laughs> Emily is like, so guys, I've had a huge career. I like work with Harvey. And Weinstein. I want you I'm all to him. know. I was with him every day for two years. Like, what? I'll be sending him my tape personally. <laughs> I don't even need this all this guy. auditioning. Everyone's like, <laughs> everyone like, cool. Then why are you at the Wall Comedy Show paying to do stand up for <laughs> a like, bunch of homeless people? I want to see you pose with my hand in my pocket. Yeah, it's like, why? Like, everyone's like, you should have fucked Harvey Weinstein. <laughs> <laughs> This is what happens when women don't fuck Harvey Weinstein. They end up in basements. They're like, it's going to be really hard. <laughs> Not have been less interesting. Um, like, I think he once told me that my fly was open. Like, he couldn't believe that. that, we, that is that true? Yeah. In an elevator. What happened? That's really he goes, funny. oh, your zipper's down. And you said, oh, And he was like, please you. cover up <laughs> yeah, anything like, sexual about you. That's disgusting. So you're the only woman Harvey Weinstein didn't want to undress but wanted to dress. Correct. Like, wait, she, he, he'd be like, you, you want to buy this coat? Wait for my next Bill Cosby zinger. Oh, oh, hold on. Dan, you were hitting them all. It's kind of like finding out that you were, like, knocked unconscious in front of Bill Cosby and he just, like, called the paramedics, like, waiting for them. <laughs> that is really funny, Emily. It is. Like, actually. But you you said it like you hated the joke, like you were, you know what I mean? You were like long overdue. I'm not making a joke about Bill Cosby because it's long overdue and I do not approve of his behavior, but I know I need to use his name for this joke and I know this is going to kill even though I, <laughs> even though I'm, no, this is a no-no, guys. I like pandas. I really relate to pandas. Um, they sleep all day. When they're not sleeping, they're eating. They have sex once a year. And everybody's trying to like reinvigorate their zest for life. And they're just like, leave us alone. They just want to extinct themselves. Um, I like kids. Did you just say they just want to extinct themselves? 
spoiler alert, I did not hear back from NBC. What I love about this is that no matter who you are, or what, or no matter what, comedy looks the same for everyone. It's so true. It, this is literally, there's not one person who's in comedy you could show that to you and be like, I've, that's, I, yeah, that's me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. No, my first sets, I was just like, bah! like, I don't know. I was like in a different, you just have a, uh, not a confidence, a a almost. I was like, "You're welcome." I'm barely I'm here. You're I welcome. do this so much, I'm barely here. My like, f- first sense, I was just like, "I'm going to talk about every celebrity I can think of because that's what I think people do on TV." Mm-hmm. As if I was their friend in real life. Wait, didn't you have a celebrity story recently, or like a you had a Hollywood moment? I'm going to excuse myself because. I'm oh, you're going to leave for my Hollywood go, moment? Yeah. Oh yeah. Go go send that I tape did. to I my had agent. A big okay. Hollywood moment. Tell me. Um, last month, as you know, our taxes were due. Yeah. And, what does that mean? Um, I did not know that when I was working um, before my promotion that I was hourly and not salary. Someone definitely told me, I'm sure. And your boy didn't pay no taxes last year <laughs> and owes taxes. <laughs> and I said, oh, uh, uh, right now? <laughs> Wait, no, 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 no. And I said, that is very celebrity of me. Oh I'll my get gosh. to it when I get to it. Wait, wait, wait. So, because I remember the first time I had to pay that I actually owed taxes, I had spent all the money in my bank account because I thought because I didn't save up for taxes later. Yeah, and I couldn't afford the taxes the first year that I made a lot of money. Well, here's the thing. I'm like, I know about taxes. I'm not yeah. an idiot. Yeah, I knew I should. I, I knew that. But what, are you a corporation? Or are you? No, I'm not. But I also didn't for some reason. And someone definitely told me for sure. I was you're told. Like, I'm right. Someone handled. No, this. no, for sure. I was told <laughs> like we're not taking taxes out. But I was probably doing something or I was doing something else. I'm sure. I and see. I and I was just like so I would get my checks and I was like well, lovely and then. Didn't ever look to see if taxes were coming out of them, oh and so my I'm God. just like, oh, okay, well, what? I'll, I'll get you when I get you. I guess I'll get you when I get you. Uh, and then so you still, I just filed them, and they said, hey, you owe this money, and I said, well, we'll work something out. We'll get you'll. you'll it was, I was like, this is very LA to just be like, I'm not paying them. I mean, so still haven't paid them. Well, no, I set up a payment plan. I pay what I could out of my like because so, I have emergency money that I set aside. Yes. I'm not, I'm not like, crazy with money. Yeah, yeah. So I, I use the emergency oh, money to pay no. what I could, and then I was like, and the rest you'll get in increments throughout the next couple of years. You'll get, um, <laughs> <laughs> you'll get it when you get it. I'm, a, I'm gonna put the government on layaway. And you'll I mean, have you taken enough? <laughs> I mean, what more? I mean, especially had you also never paid California taxes before? No, Tennessee doesn't have taxes like that. So they also wanted some money, too. Oh, California no, was said, that traumatizing? I said, I said, first of all, everyone's leaving. Shouldn't you be happy I stayed? <laughs> you should pay me to stay here, Yeah, frankly. why don't you give me that money? Because uh, it is, how much more is it? Like, in terms of percentage? If you're in a no Oh, how much do they want from me? State? California wanted a good couple thousand from me. Uh, yeah, and I, I have a, one account that's all my bills and everything, and I have one that's just fun, like, for me. That is stressful. But, um, I mean, it'll be fine. I just thought it was really funny. Magoobies, Baltimore, June 10th through 12th. will be there. Limited tickets left. And then Codependent Tour with Whitney Cummings and Taylor Tomlinson. That's July 23rd in Reno. Um, the Mirage Las Vegas, uh, August 7th. And I swear I'm She'll gonna, be there. It won't be a Mirage. I'm going <laughs> to dress up, I swear, and not wear uh, pajamas. Uh, and then the merch is out. The merch is out. Merch is out. Merch. Tell me about it. It is, first of all, it is edgy, iconic. People are going to ask if about your what you're wearing right now. Why isn't that our merch? Well, because we don't have the license you, to did, Edward Scissorhands. Has anyone figured out what this is? <laughs> Does everyone know these are the houses from Edward Scissorhands on his yeah. hoodie? Isn't that and the little the little topiary? Holy shit! That's where'd you get that? Dumb good. Dumb good. They do. They just take shows and movies and stuff. And I love it. Clothes. It looks a little flammable, but I love it. it smells flammable. <laughs> 
<laughs> uh, new merch is out. You know where to get it. And um, enjoy Kevin Nealon, please. Don't write elephants. Oh, yeah, that's right. Baby, baby, where did our love go? Oh, you can I. You know what I learned about karaoke? Huh. Whatever song you you're picking. Saw, uh, okay. there, you need it to be in a karaoke place. <laughs> no, yeah, first you gotta be in the karaoke place. No. Whatever song you pick, before you start singing the lyrics, you come in on it. Like you start the song like you know, the lyrics haven't come up yet. The music is going, and you go like whenever I see you You know what I mean? I don't. You I wasn't want, paying you, attention. You rev up. All right, I'm going to do it again. I wasn't paying attention because I was looking myself in the camera. <laughs> what? The great, the legend you, Kevin Nealon is doing st- comedy? I have better things to do, like check out myself in the camera. I'm ready. Um, I noticed that in karaoke night, um, if you want to really fool people, mm-hmm. before you start singing the lyrics of the song, you kind of rev up with a little like warm up. As coming up on lyrics, uh-huh. like give me a, a name of a song. Um, Wild thing. Wild thing. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wild thing. Yeah. Then you go into it because you're hearing you go. Wow, he's got a voice. He's got but a voice. why? why I like to just put my finger in my and just. People Isn't just, it the nose you put it in? It. it or the ear. It's the ear. <laughs> it's the ear. You put it in your dog bit in ear. <laughs> I love that you said that because you just revealed that we're real friends. I know a lot about you. That's the first thing I ask people when they come on the podcast. I say, are we friends? We are friends, but only in little doses. (laughs) What does that even mean? But I also think that there's a limit to how close you can be to a married man. You know what I mean? What are we talking about? Close or friends? We became friends. You don't know how... We originally met at a Knicks know. game. Oh no! Yep. What was I playing? We <laughs> we met what? at a Knicks game in uh, New York. Yes. So when you get to sit on the court or whatever, because they think you're famous or confused you with Sarah Silverman or however I got there, I'm not sure. But uh, we were upstairs and there's like a room with a buffet. The, yeah, it was the uh, what's it called? The like VIP a, lounge. The VIP lounge. You were with Susan, a one Susan Yeagley who I believe you might have been engaged to at the time, not married. And I don't you, know how I would have gotten into a Knicks game if I wasn't on SNL. Maybe they... Maybe it was my ex-wife. Maybe Nope. Uh-uh. It was Sue. I, I, was, I remember it because I called my... It ruined the relationship I was currently in because I saw your relationship with her. Have what I never told, doing? Have I never told you this story? I think you might have, but I dismissed it. <laughs> the COVID fog? <laughs> yeah. I dismissed it. <laughs> You're Kevin Nealon. Yes, and. When yeah. did you stop yes anding? Do you know who I saw up in there in that lounge? Over oh. I think I've gone to maybe two or three games. Woody Allen once. I took a, a Have you piss. seen the documentary? I took a piss next to Woody Allen. Okay. I did see the documentary. And Walter Cronkite. Wow. And Walter Cronkite. I must have been doing Weekend Update at the time because he saw me. He goes, want to hear a dirty joke? And he pulled me to the side. Oh, no. And he told me a dirty joke, a BJ joke. Oh, no. Was it funny? I don't and now remember it's the joke. I'm still like, I can't believe that Walter Cronkite just did that. I have a theory. A lot of journalists, like on-air journalists, I feel like wanted to be actors or comics. Brian yeah. Williams, all these guys, when you meet them, they're like, they, they're life of the party. And I'm like, aren't you supposed to be an objective journalist? Like, I feel like they're wise guys. You know, do you think? 
I'm doing a character right now. I feel like we're not. I feel like I'm doing a character who is very methodically taking the bottle top off when he's listening, and drinking, and paying attention. You're doing a character who's just letting my story bomb horribly. I'm not hearing anything. Just putting and screwing the cap. By the way, very it's not that different from <laughs> Kevin Nealon. <Yeoman. laughs> no. I'm sorry. What was the story again? But I do want to say about you and Sue. You guys were. Um, I call her Sue. No one calls her Sue. You don't call her Sue. I'll type. I'll go Sue's. Sue's. I call it Sue's. Yeah. You guys were doing this. You'll you (laughs) you would say every piece of food you would see, she would go. I like my women. Like I like my almonds. Yeah. And then you would say whatever. (laughs) And you told your boyfriend, why can't we do that? Yeah, like brown and in a bowl, like or whatever it was. (laughs) And you guys would just crack each other up. It was you two in the corner, like cracking each other up at the buffet, and it made me so mad because I was like, (laughs) I felt that. I felt I that like, anger coming I was like, relationships supposed to be fun? Like, they're cracking each other up. Like, that's what friendships are. And then I was in, like, such a crazy bad relationship. And then I, and it, fuck, it fucked up, like, my, you ruined my life. I'm sorry. Well, luckily, there was only one bad relationship you had. Yeah, uh, yeah, only one. <laughs> yeah, after that, it was smooth sailing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I'm sorry, but I'm glad, uh, I'm glad that that looked like um, we were creatively fun. <laughs> Um, but we're real friends. We are friends. I've always respected you as a producer and a writer and a comic. And I also admire your, your, um, energy and your, um, ambition. You're very ambitious and, um, all things that make a difficult relationship. (laughs) (laughs) All things that make you a nightmare to me. No, but I'm so grateful to you because you, um, have been like it's tricky it's like you're so much wildly more like successful and and you're a legend and but you never let people feel like they're beneath you you know like i feel like you for some weird reason treat people that are not equals to you like equals like comics and stuff and i felt like we could be friends for some reason i felt like i mean it sounds delusional looking back the fact that i I, really does seem it's weird and you've never been creepy you've never been you've just always i don't know i just you're the greatest oh thank you very much yeah, you've thank never you. flirted well, with me i'm frankly offended and i want an answer why well well what, first what of all what don't i have <laughs> that you want a you're wrong i've <laughs> flirted with you but it is so discreet you don't even know <laughs> yeah this is a long game trying to make me jealous with susan i see what you're doing yeah. i see what you're doing Played i went out of my way to get married <laughs> had a kid yeah well what if i did flirt with you I I probably would have done whatever you wanted. <laughs> like an old, I mean, an older, successful comedian that I looked up to. Like, I mean, you had all the power in the world to do anything really? you ever wanted. And you, See, just, I never, you just did jokes in movies and got guy. married. What's very wrong with you? Guy. I've always been married. Even when I wasn't married for three years, mm-hmm. I was married to myself. I didn't even sleep around or anything. Oh. I didn't even like. You know, maybe I was with one or two people, but no sex or anything. You're just like a, a serial monogamist. I think so. Yeah. At least when I'm not in the marriage. <laughs> um, you once said that one of the funniest things I've ever heard. I have like a list of the top. That's not true. No, I, I'm. Are you ready? Yeah. Do you want? You sound like my son. Are you ready? Are you ready? You want to show ready? me something. So I always want to show you something. Are you ready? Oh, that's ready? so cute. I say, yeah, I'm always ready, man. Um. Uh, no, daddy's on Instagram. Um, <laughs> uh, you were on the Adam Carolla show 
this must have been 15, 16 years ago. I just like moved to LA, maybe even longer. And I would listen to Adam Carolla's radio show in the morning. Okay. And it was 97.1. And Adam Carolla had this, you know, gift of just being able to talk and talk and talk yes. about fucking anything. Mm -hmm. Anything. And like we're doing. Like we're doing now. Yeah. He was kind of doing podcasts kind of before. How do people get in a room with nobody else and just, just talk? No, talk but, and no, no. Talk. But he would get in the room with a huge celebrity who he'd be like, where are you from? He'd be like, uh, they'd be like, Lady Gaga would be like, I'm from Illinois. He'd be like, well, when I was in Illinois. And then he would just tell a story about himself for 40 I minutes. <laughs> I know it. So, so Here's the thing about <laughs> Illinois. It, it, the person's like, why did I, why am I here? Like it, it was like a jumping off point. Yeah. So, but I was obsessed with listening to him and it was very hypnotic to me and I wanted to learn from him because he was so confident and I would listen to him. I would sit outside my car above the comedy store. I lived right above the comedy store on Miller Drive and I would sit in my car and listen to him because I didn't have a radio inside. It was and it wasn't on the computer yet. You were on promoting a stand-up special you had done at the was it the El Portal Theater? Probably. And you said uh, we're shooting. Uh, I shot at the El Portal Theater in Burbank, and he said, "Oh, I went to high school in Burbank." And you went, "Yeah, that's why we shot it there." <laughs> <laughs> and it was like, it was just like he didn't. And then he was like, "Anyway, my high school." Like he just went off on a twenty-minute tangent, and it's like I don't think you even realized how funny that was to me at the moment because I'm always like. He, he'll he turn everything around and figure out a way to make yeah, a story yeah. about him. Yeah, and it, it's in my top five, like Brody Stevens yelling at the Comedy Store audience on New Year's Eve in like 2007 is like my number one. And guess who was my warm-up act at the El Portal Theater? A one Brody, Brody Stevens. Stevens. Yeah. We love Brody Stevens. Google him. So, you know, we talked about doing this podcast a couple of days ago with all you guys. And there's a chain, a thread. Uh -oh. And we're trying to figure out a day to uh -oh. come. And, and I thought for some reason you lived way out in Westlake. And Why? I thought, oh, what a nightmare. <laughs> I drive all the way out there, rush hour traffic. It's going to take me at least two hours. All right. We're and you friends. still said I'll yes? Come out. She went on my hike. I like her. I'm going to go out there. I can flirt with her. Uh, no, <laughs> this is what um, we do. Comedians resentfully go and talk to each other. Yeah. No, for free. I, what is this? So there's one thing worse than getting stuck in traffic. Leaving two hours early and getting stuck in traffic getting is married. leaving leaving two hours early and there's no traffic, so you have to stall for two hours. I can't believe you just said this because today I did a podcast this morning. I was thirty minutes late, and I realized I'm sorry, early, and I realized being early is actually ruder than being late. Yes, yes. The people were like frazzled. The guy's hair was wet. Like, I think some... we t didn't we talk about this on my hike? I did with you. Maybe is it rude to be? Is it rude? I think we did. Is <laughs> to it rude be early. to be too early? Yes. That's so funny. You edited it so you remembered, but when I did your hike, I yeah. was sick and I remember nothing. You were so nice. I was to do really it. sick. I had like bronchitis or something. Yes, you had no voice. Oh, that was which great is it, which interview. was everybody's it was loved great. it. I, <laughs> I literally could not speak. Everyone's like, I love that interview. I'm like, I could barely it was like I had like the faintest little whisper of a thing and So I sat at the top of the hill, you know, the top of the canyon. There's a little lookout place. Up here today. Yep. And I, I spent about twenty minutes there kind of um ruminating looking at all your Instagrams just so I remember who you are. <laughs> <laughs> and then I refresh the hippocampus. I just drove down and there was a Starbucks right there. So uh, I had to use the bathroom. So I thought, well, I'll go in there and kill like 10 minutes. So I went in there and I felt, sometimes I feel like I have to order something, you know? If you go in, you yeah. do. And you're Kevin Nealon, you're famous. Yeah. So, so I, for Kevin Nealon to walk in and go into the bathroom for 10 minutes and leave is a 
bad store, bad way to leave a bunch of people that have Twitter. Right. So I got in there, and before I used the bathroom, I ordered toilet paper. <laughs> <laughs> no, I said, uh, I said, do you have a bathroom? I said, yeah, it's over there. I said, oh, great. Now I'm trying not to eat when I don't want to eat, <laughs> and whenever I go to Starbucks, I'll get either that egg bites, egg fajita wrap. Oh, you know, the egg bites are good. Feta cheese wrap. Uh-huh. And the uh, egg bites are probably the healthiest. Yeah. yeah. But I'll, or I'll get a little vanilla scone or Bix scone. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want to get on that train again because I've been so good. Like I was telling them, like, like the last two days, I've been really good with my diet because I've gained, I've gained a lot of weight over the uh, pandemic. Yeah. Um, because food tastes so much better when you don't have COVID. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Um, but anyway, so I didn't order anything. I came out of the bathroom. There's other people uh, in front of, uh, ordering. I said, mm-hmm. well, I'm not going to wait here for this. This is so rude. I just left. Do you, uh, people don't really recognize me anymore. I don't think, you know what? Here's what I think is happening. I don't think it's people don't recognize you. Because I had this too. Because I was like, it's because my hair is blue. Remember the, uh, did you watch the comeback? With Lisa Kudrow? Yeah. The, Lisa, uh, episode is it episode six in the first season when she? I go- think it was um, minute seven in episode <laughs> six. <laughs> and she she goes to the People's Choice Awards and she wants to look young and hip. Yeah. So instead of wearing her signature uh, Mickey red waves, she does like a straight blowout and like a smoky eye to try to be young <laughs> yeah. and hip. And none of the paparazzi know who she <laughs> is. It. So she goes, "I should have come as me." <laughs> That's great. And I always say that when I'm like out in public and someone doesn't recognize me. I'm like, I should have come as me. Um, but I think what's happening is because I felt like that too. I was like, are people not recognizing me as much? Or also it's COVID. No one wants to talk to anybody. So- no, I've been recognized more with a mask on really? than without a mask. That's so interesting. <laughs> but I will tell you, it doesn't bother me. I don't mind not getting recognized. But I think everyone is so on their phones now that they're not you're just even, they're trying, not, not you're recognizing you. Nice. They're not seeing anyone. No, I'm, just I need to, this to be true for me because okay. I don't think I'm getting recognized as much, but everyone's on their phones. I kind of like it. That's true. But, you know, it, it used to be where- No one's sitting in line just looking at people. Like, when's the last no. time you just looked around without, stood in line and didn't just stare at your phone the whole time? It depends on what restaurant you're at. You yeah. Know? But I used to be where I would walk into a restaurant and heads would turn, hmm. you know? Like, uh, why does he get a table before us? You know? right, Who's right. he? But right. no, but um, you but know, you I would, would get recognized. But anyway, and 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 it was a very gradual thing where I stopped getting recognized so much, mm-hmm. you know, and 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 I was fine with that. I didn't even know it. I was in Austin doing a, a radio gig with a friend of mine, Dale Dudley, does a, a show in, in Austin, and we've been friends for a long time. He's like the Howard Stern of Austin, you mm. know. And then we'll go out afterwards or the next day and meet for lunch. But he's not psyched. Joe Rogan just moved there. Probably not. <laughs> so we sit we sit in this restaurant and he goes he goes, You know what I noticed about you? This about a year ago. He goes, You don't get recognized as much as you used to. And I never dawned on me and I thought, you know what? You're right. You're right. And I don't mind it. I don't mind it at all. I really don't. Can I ask you a question? Do you think that on in any way you're looking for it less so you notice it less, you know? Like you find what you're looking for, Maybe. right? For the most part, I think. Yeah, you do. When somebody's looking for a sign, yeah. they'll always find it. Yeah. Like my wife is always like ladybugs. Ladybugs are her things. You yeah. Know? Like if she has to make a big decision yeah, um, and she's thinking one way or the other mm. and she's decided on something, mm-hmm. then she'll see a ladybug. She goes, there's my sign. Yeah. That's the right. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's coincidence. But also, but the people that do recognize, I'm finding more and more, the ones that do recognize you know what you had for breakfast yesterday. Whereas it used to be like, hey, oh my God, you're the girl um, uh, from the thing in the show. Yes, yeah, so-and-so. Now it's like, you're Whitney Cummings. How's your knee? 
and how <laughs> is the lime? You know yeah. what I'm saying? They know so, it's like a qu- quality, not quantity thing now. Yeah, yeah. Everyone doesn't kind of know you from something. A couple people at the airport gate, like, are like, "How's your mom doing?" You know. That's right. Like that they feel right. so close to you. Do you feel like that it's a different kind of fame since you've been doing the hiking with Kevin podcast on uh, YouTube? It's a different kind of fame. Yeah. It's a more intimate. It's a kind more of fame. Um, outdoorsy fame. Yep. <laughs> Hey, you know, we were talking about our storage units. We really were. We got down to business. And I got to tell you something. We I, were in my storage units yesterday. Oh I've had a storage unit for at least 15 years. Mm-hmm. When I used to live in Manhattan Beach, I have it in El Segundo. I have a storage unit where I keep my uh, You have them all IUD. over the country. What? <laughs> you keep your IUDs in a certain storage unit? Is it 10 by 10? <laughs> <laughs> I have probably spent in the last 15 years close to eighty or $90,000 Storing junk, just it this, so it's like I'm renting a dumpster because it's five hundred dollars a month. It's about four fifty a month now, and it's just nostalgic stuff. It's my kids' clothes from when he was one and two uh, at his crib. Is the idea of that to to save baby clothes so when you have another baby you'll have them? I think originally that was the thing in mm-hmm. the crib. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, it's stuff. Can you like imagine that. walking to that? How fucking creepy that storage unit must be. To walk in and just see a crib and a bunch of baby clothes and a bunch of like SNL posters, yeah. not knowing it's Kevin Nealon's yeah. <laughs> storage unit. I get sad when I go there. And I'm the only one that goes there because mm-hmm. nobody wants to go down there with me. Yeah. And I walk down. It's like going to a morgue. I, I visit that place so infrequently. It's probably, I visit it the same amount I'd visit a friend in prison. You uh-huh. know? Yeah. I go down there and I have the key and I walk in there and... Um, and I open up that door and it makes that loud noise mm-hmm. and I turn on that light bulb, that bare light bulb. <laughs> and there's just so much history in there. Like, you know, and I get sad. I see like old stuff, you know, that I, that uh, parents pictures and uh, ex-wives, you know. Can I ask you a pictures question? Pictures of my ex-wives all over the place. I, <laughs> <laughs> Let me ask you. Do you, you don't need my permission to ask do me. Do you think... <laughs> Do you think you would have been this nostalgic or it would have been as emotional before the pandemic or was it? Yeah, yeah it, it's always been. Because there's a weird... That's why I have a storage unit because uh, I'm nostalgic. I save yeah. stuff that <clears throat> I don't need and, and, and I'm just paying for it. I keep Halloween decorations in there mm-hmm. <clears throat> and I keep Christmas decorations in there. And for that amount of money, I could buy new decorations every year. I know, but then it, it, but they're your decor. You don't, we're going to throw but them away? But I could keep the, the, the special ones in my garage. Yeah, that's true. That's you know? true. But some stuff you got to keep. I'm a big fan of keeping. I mean, we went to my storage unit yesterday. I love going to a storage unit. Um, uh, we went to two of them and it was. Uh, How what size? 10 by 10? Yeah, too big. T- 10 by 10? Uh, like 10 by 6. 10 by 6 probably? Not as big as yours. And I, we found old journals. We, I, 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 it was nice to put together some of the pieces. Now that I've been through therapy a little bit, now that I'm ready to sort of see what happened, like looking through the journals and stuff, it was like, okay, I'm ready to see what happened. Yeah. You know? Now you could step back Process. and look at it. Yeah. Like from the uh, Walked from in, the it was future. like nine, like Whitney <clears throat> sitcom poster. It was like, okay, that happened. Like that wasn't a dream. I so enjoyed watching you develop your sitcom, the whole process and watching you be on it. And watching it all unfold, because <clears throat> Glad you I had, knew you that you were it. you were you know you were driven, and you were excited to do it, and you you know you were good, you were good at it, and I just you know I've been doing this for a long time, so I'm always interested when somebody's starting a new show, mm. and so just watching that come together and watch going to I went to the table read, remember? That's right. 
Radford's. Over at Rad- Radford's. Radford's. You Radford's. <clears throat> and um, where we would have our table reads like every day when I was on Man with a Plan. That's right. With Matt LeBlanc. And many times I'd be in that room going, this is where Whitney did it, but they had the table on this end and we have ours over here. Maybe that's why the show didn't last. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I didn't last that much longer either. Yeah. But... um. And then, and then I remember thinking at the time, Whitney, she's a powerhouse. She's got like a sitcom. She's got a talk show. She's doing specials, you know. And yeah. and now you're still a powerhouse. You yeah, just Reddit doesn't agree with you for some reason. Reddit. Reddit just thought I was uh, a loud, obnoxious, uh, busted whore. Where is our waiter? <laughs> <laughs> I know this. I mean, podcasts are like weird dates. It is. It's like. Um, it's like, I mean, this would be an entertaining lunch for me if I was out to lunch with you. you <laughs> yeah. Know? This is what we're um, doing. I mean, I remember a time when neither of us had podcasts. Did you do yours kind of out of obligation? Well, I don't have a podcast. Okay, well, you did. a web series. Oh, it's a series. It's a web series. It's a web series, so, it's, yeah. well, it, But it's thought, is it thought of as a web Oh, because people say, like, have you done Kevin's podcast? Yeah, it's more of a web series. Okay. They say, have you done Hiking with Kevin? Hiking the with web Kevin. Series? It's a big deal. I, it took you a while to ask me. You get giant celebrities. It took me a while to ask you because I I know how inundated you are with people asking you to do podcasts. Yeah. And I'm the same way. It gets to a point where, oh, not another one. And then they're moving like to Valley and to Austin. And Who's the uh, most famous person you've had on your podcast? Besides you? Shut up. <laughs> famous? You've had so many fa- like famous. Famous? Probably you- Caitlyn Jenner. Yeah? Yeah. Sandler? I asked, yeah, Sandler, Conan. I, I went through all my friends. Yeah. Kudro did it. That she, Kudrow. who Kudro's hard to get on a she web is. series. I got a lot of the friends. Yeah, I got Matt LeBlanc, uh-huh. Lisa Kudro. Uh-huh. Who's the f- person that was the hardest to schedule with? Matt LeBlanc kind of strung me along for a long time. Because mm-hmm. you know, because you know. it's it is as Spade says it is doing a friend's podcast is like jury duty. Yeah, it's just like yeah. a matter of time. Like you know you have to do it. Like you try to put it off as much as you can. Like over complimenting, it's the same as like being early now as. Almost ruder than being late. I think over complimenting is almost ruder. Over than anything nagging. is bad. But when people like come into your house, you know, and they're like, "Oh my god, this is amazing! This is gorgeous! What a twenty million!" And you're like, <laughs> "No, but I'll now, take it. yeah, like now I feel like an asshole." Like there's this one actress that that Emily, you might know who it is, who used to always over compliment me as a way of nagging me. And it took me so long to figure out. She'd be like, "How are you doing? Are you dating Chris Evans?" <laughs> and I'm like, no. Like it was like, oh my god, did I just hear that you just booked um that Scorsese movie? <laughs> and I'd be like, nope, didn't even get asked to come. It like the no. over complimenting. Yeah. So then I had to admit, oh no, I'm just a piece of shit. And then she'd be like, oh, I thought that. Oh my god, I thought that was you. Was that not you? Oh, well, you should have gotten it. Yeah. It's like you know good and well that I didn't fucking get it. Like what? What is this? That like passive aggressive shit. Okay, I've been talking to Kevin Nealon. And if you've heard me talk to Kevin Nealon for a prolonged amount of time, you're probably thinking, you know what Whitney needs? More iron. Uh, I was- Energy. <laughs> I was tired during this episode. Considering the end started, okay. <laughs> I, because I know that this inter- interview was a little low energy because I was not taking care of myself because I was uh, moving and I truly believe this is not because we're reading an ad. I do believe it's because I was without my daily harvest. And when I am left to my own devices to eat without daily harvest, which has, it's all, it's always just gonna be healthy. I know that it's always- Always healthy, always easy, always delicious. It's a no brainer. Daily harvest has, and they have snacks too, not just meals. They have they have little those little protein balls, bites. They have 
Uh, You're soups, obsessed with those. Salad. No, I I, I'm obsessed with these things. I, I don't know why I can't bring them up. It's a cup with everything you need to make a smoothie. I mean, look at this smoothie. Oh, the plant braised ice cream, look, which is new. That is delicious. And I don't I, even like ice cream, and I love it. Also, but if you're somebody who's like rushing around, like on the go, these are great okay. because like you just look, blend look, look you blend the smoothies up in the container they're in and take it with you. There's like no extra cups and trash and plates and everything's like the way it is. There's for a you hole to enjoy for a straw right in the top. You don't have to make your own hole. Yeah. You don't have to drink out of it. Spill on yourself like an asshole. You have no excuse not to be healthy. No, at this point. stay cool, calm, and collected during the summer heat. Go so to dailyharvest.com and enter code good for you to get twenty five dollars off your first box that's code good for you for 25 dollars off your first box at dailyharvest.com dailyharvest.com .com. and now we are going to talk about betterhelp.com and i'm not going to make a joke right now because i'm so secure with myself after having therapy that i don't feel the need to be on all the time i can just sit here and be my uh, myself because i am enough benton take it away before i start crying okay as someone who's not enough, I will tell you <laughs> that BetterHelp is great. As someone who's too much. <laughs> As someone who is overflowing. Um, BetterHelp is great. I actually used it recently. Um, you told me about this. Yeah, it was wonderful because here's the thing. Whenever you need something like BetterHelp, you're not like, well, let me get up, let me get dressed, let me go somewhere, let me park, wow. drive. You're not doing that. I'm like, I'm in my bed. Who can I chat with on my phone that's not my mom? Yes. And or Better one of my Hel friends who's just going to Yeah, who's going to be like, who's going to be like, well, I mean, the other day, you shut up. I'm not, who's I, that, by the way, and who's not in therapy either yeah they're all jealous of you so don't talk to them um <laughs> go to your therapist go to betterhelp.com it was so easy i literally logged it on my phone i found someone i wanted to chat with you get like options on how you want to chat what time it's very easy you can't i mean we talked on the phone the other day and it was like you were saying things that she said that i mean this is gonna sound egomaniacal but i was like yeah that's a i can tell that's a good therapist if she said that BetterHelp is more affordable than traditional counseling you also have financial aid available that's really important i yes. think it's available everywhere and this podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. and good for you listeners get 10 percent off their first month at betterhelp.com slash whitney do you think you overanalyze too much nope <laughs> <laughs> <Not> the slightest <laughs> when <I'm, laughs> i don't hold on to anything well of course that's our job as comedians it's to is to Break things down, overanalyze. Here's what I'm trying to get rid of. Ameliorate. Ameliorate. Like my, it's a great uh, word. Yep, yep, I do. I'm trying to teach my kid a new word every day. Okay, what's what's? give me some recent ones. We used to do that uh, on this podcast, but no one liked it. Yeah, we used to do word of the day. No one appreciated it. Oh. We would learn a new word every week, and I'd use it twice in the podcast. Acorn. A <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm what word? Give me some good words. Get, there's, I think on social media mm -hmm. and in stand-up, there's too much use of the word guys. Hey guys. Hey guys, how's it going, guys? What you guys, are you like me? Guys. guys. Hey guys. Well, no, that's. Hey I mean, I, that's my fault. So do you this, do that? It's an attack. Yes, I mean probably. You hadn't done it. I once, do like though. guys, but you know, I got in trouble because people go like, "Oh, you shouldn't say guys anymore because it's a gendered thing," which brought me to this. Uh, I was trying to work on a bit about this. I was trying to work on a joke about this. You'll tell me if it's worth thinking about any longer. About. I want to hear about your ring. This ring that's yeah. a bee? Yeah, with the bee. I got on. it yesterday on the shoot. Someone, um, the stylist gave it. my storage unit. I didn't even know I, I had it. <laughs> <laughs> um, about like saying like, hey guys or whatever. And then it got into this conversation on Twitter about whether you should be able to use pet names for people in the workplace. Like honey, sweetie, you know, what up chief? What up? You know, like sort of how, and I was thinking about it because I do that. I go like, hey, baby, hey, cupcake. Like, I just, hey, honey, honey, I do. I'm like, honey, can I have a thing? I do it. 
and I and everyone's like, it's sexist. You sh-. and I was like, okay, yes, I know you should be mad at me, but it's I'm not demeaning you. It's just that it's sexually, it's just that I I I don't I didn't go I didn't remember your name. Get me on that. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? Get me on that. Don't get me on the sexism thing. Get me on the fact that I just didn't bother to learn your name. Because I'm not doing it because I'm trying. I want to call you that. I just I don't remember your name. So I just have to say something. Do you feel it? Dif- it it's much more difficult now to do stand up because you don't want to offend anybody. I think or it's get called we're out on so something? much funnier now. I think all of this has made us like fucking <laughs> so much funnier. You can just I mean, go up and was... go like, what up, bitches? And everyone's like, ah, thank God yeah. someone said something edgy for once. It's what I think cancel culture doesn't understand. They're just making us stronger because comedians like we operate in spaces that are taboo and we say things that are dangerous. And the more things you make off limits, the more tension you create and the funnier we get. Yeah, I mean, except for all the I, people I, that got canceled. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> except for all the except for I've all the had, famous comedians that are now working at um, I've lost, Applebee's. I've lost so many friends to death recently and mm. cancel culture. Yeah, those two. Mm. Um, but I guess they're both cancel culture. It's funny because my wife is not a comic stand up fan. Interesting. She dislikes stand up. It's a weird, and I don't think she ever saw my stand up. She the first time she saw me was at Largo. Mm. I was doing a new bit, mm. and her manager brought her. And I, I, L- she, Little Largo or the, the last year? Wow, Fairfax. the one on Fairfax. Yeah. And so, um, and then I found out, you know, over the years that she just doesn't like stand-up. She's more of an improv person. Stand-up is, you know, I love doing stand-up. I, I love, wa- like, but watching it, when when Sebastian goes on, when you go on, when Burr goes on, I'll like run in and watch from the back. You don't run in and watch. <laughs> I do actually because you do a little bit. No, yeah. I just told you I watched you, you t- did, talk yeah, about you Anthony did. Bourdain. I heard you were that on was stage. Like a year I ago. went up. Well, Two no years one's ago. done stand up for the past year. <laughs> you fucking dick. All right, take it easy. I'm gonna take a break. Let, sorry, let Whitney calm down. I, I, we'll be back in a few minutes. I'm sorry I didn't come to your Zoom show, Kevin. <laughs> you didn't. Nobody did. <laughs> Wait, but what was I saying before you hurt my feelings? Turn your head back again. You have no fillings, or are they all white? Uh, I think I have. I, you no, had them replaced? I had them replaced with porcelain, yeah. 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 I, have I, I had mine replaced with a little I had a silver cheaper. tooth when I was like 12, like here. and it was. What tra- gang were you in? <laughs> and it was very traumatizing, and I just remembered it because we went to the storage unit And now you're yesterday. all Billie Eilish. Yeah. I know. Look at me trying so Did hard to Did you see that it. documentary? No, I'm dying to see it. Oh, let me tell you what happens. Is it good? No. <laughs> Did she get famous in the end? I've watched so much. Uh, I binge watched so many Have TV you seen shows. the Hotel Cecil documentary? Yes, I've seen it all. You know what I watched today because I'm seeing everything else? You're trying to deflect I binge from something watched, we were talking about. I binge watched our ring doorbell footage today and it was Wait, so hold, good hold dude my ring door my ring footage is fucking amazing because i have comedians come over to the podcast all the time i have a video of donna rawlings coming to the house ringing the bell getting paranoid that he was going to get jumped and running back to the gate have you seen my ring doorbell uh um my yeah. ring doorbell um Special? Special. Yeah. No, I do uh, skits in my ring doorbell. <laughs> That's amazing. I, I got actually the, the whatever motto for this podcast is bap, bap, bap. And that comes from ring uh, uh, surveillance footage when I took a couple NyQuil when I got home uh, from the comedy store and was chasing off coyotes yelling bap, bap, bap. And we caught it on my ring cam footage. Sent it to my agents to be like, hey, doesn't ring cam want to like do something with this? And they were like, they're good. <laughs> no, you just... You know, we used to be, our only camera was our ring doorbell mm-hmm. thing in the front. And we were gone for about three months and recently. Mm-hmm. And we were in Tennessee, yeah. just kind of potting. Because that's where she's from. Yeah. Where? 
Nashville. God, I love Tennessee. So anyway, somebody broke into our house when we were gone. They broke the back window and um, crawled through the window, got cut. We didn't have an alarm on at the time because it was always going off. The cops were coming. How did you know to look at that foot? Were you just scrolling or got a notification? My gardener, who broke the window once before because he hit a piece of gravel and it was the same window, but on a different side. And when he showed it to me, I thought, oh, they did it again. And now they're blaming it on a a thief. (laughs) But it really was, I had my assistant come over and the security and they said, yeah, somebody broke in. And it was kind of a, a smash and grab. You should have said, I have a storage unit in El Segundo. <laughs> I wish Can you head did. out there yes. and just take whatever <laughs> yes. you want? Yes. I was thinking about this the other day. I was like, as a woman that lives alone, if someone broke into my house, like a man, I'd be like, while you're here, can you just move this <laughs> yes. chair? Like, I just, I have no, That's like, I, I have a bed that I need to disassemble. You can have whatever you want. If you just help me move this <laughs> down. Like, I have, when when I have so many, as a woman that lives alone, I have so many plans for when I get burgled. And I even. Burgled, I like that. I had one time, I was walking through. <laughs> I, this is not my, my proudest moment. But one time I was, uh. Uh, I heard a noise downstairs and I was, uh, I'm in a big house alone, right? I hear a noise downstairs. And once you decide there's someone downstairs, there's no stopping. Everything you see You is, have firearms, right? I fire pits. Uh, I do have dogs that will Oh, dogs bite are the best. That's the best. They're the best. The best security Defense, in the world is yeah. dogs. Um, but so I was, so when someone's downstairs in your house, everything you see builds the case do you know what i'm saying isn't that amazing like when you like if you look for something you'll find it so i'm like someone's downstairs and you're so adrenalized it's like your heart's taking a shit in your chest right i'm going downstairs and i see like what is a pillar that's always been there since i bought the house and i'm like that's he's that's him he's in a white shirt and white pants like i was like that like everything turned into the burglar i was like so such a creative mind so scared and then um and then i walked through what i was gonna do and i was like okay Anything valuable I have, literally the most valuable thing I own is a necklace that I bought at a auction for Pazark, the elephant sanctuary that you and I both support. I was trying to drive the price up of a necklace for, <laughs> I remember for, that. for the rich people to I buy it. That. And then I, I no one raised that. their hand, so I spent like $6,000 yeah. on a necklace. Is that, that the most expensive piece of jewelry I've never you have? worn it, and I've never, no, I've never spent that money on jewelry for myself. No, $6,000. i are not a jewelry person. I, I am, but I buy it vintage on Etsy and like, I like vintage stuff. Hey, I got a lamp you, you got, You're not going to do that. I don't want anything from your storage unit except for the baby clothes. No, this is in the garage. For my frozen eggs. This is a beautiful chandelier. Yeah. It would look, go so well in your house. Really? I'll send you a picture. Will you send me a picture? I have a bunch of chandeliers I need to get rid of. Want to swap? No. No, damn it. No, I just don't need anything chandelier else. Chandelier for a chandelier. <laughs> How about a chandelier <laughs> for something else? <laughs> I, my thing is like, if you come pick it up, you can have it. Yeah. But so I decided I, I had a plan and I was like, okay, what I'm going to do is I'm going to go get the necklaces because they're all and I don't organize. I need to organize my they're all like out. And I was just going to grab them all, go to the top of the stairs and go, here's everything valuable I have. Like and I was going to throw it down. I have a drive through on the side of the house. <laughs> I'll hand it out <laughs> was, to you. I was just going to say there's nothing up here except these necklaces. <laughs> and then my brain walked through that and I was going to throw it down and go, here are all my necklaces. Good luck untangling them. <laughs> and I was like picturing the burglar with all these necklaces, yeah. like trying to untangle them. That's being hilarious. like, fuck. Um, so this guy breaks into my house and he leaves blood uh, uh, <gasps> in places because he cut himself. 
So the forensics teams came in. And when I say forensics team, I mean some actors from CSI. <laughs> and, you know, they took some samples. But he didn't take that much. He took a few of my wife's designer purses. He went right to the bedroom. He was in and out pretty quick. He didn't go to much of the house. Into the master, into the walking closet. Got some of the purses, went into my side, the smaller closet. And he got some, just a few of my watches that I had, like a Rolex watch. But it was my father's that I gave my father. No, it was engraved in the back. No. And a, a watch that Lorne Michaels gave me when I left SNL, you mm. know, after nine years. It was he my, was like, like, your time's up. Yeah. Here's a watch. And the, the most important thing he took was uh, an urn that had Gary Shandling's ashes in it that I wore around my neck. So I said to the cop, I said, how do you, like, do you call the pawn shops to try to find I out? I say Craigslist, eBay. Yeah. And um, and there's another one too. I forget the name of it. It's like something like um, off, off the wall or something. <laughs> Ashley Madison. And uh, but I could just call and say, "Do you have Gary Shamling down there? Do you have Gary Shamling's ashes?" And the weird thing about those ashes was he gave them to me before he died. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? I remember I um, at your birthday party. Remember? Yes. 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 You had a big birthday party. Yeah. Gary Shamling gave me the most. I mean, I obviously. I'm just a fan and he's a, you know, just a legend uh, to me. But he said something to me once that he just, the way he said it, how he said it, I, 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 I would not, no one else, if anyone else had said it, I would not have listened. And I was up, you know, I'm always working, working, working. Like my thing is you just got to work your fucking ass off all the time. And I was, I, what? You are the hardest working comedian or actor. That's around. so kind, but you I, have to give yourself a break. But that's what it takes. I mean, this is what Do you it go takes. on vacation ever, where you just sit on the beach. Um, I haven't the you beach. Ski? I'm not a you ski. Uh, no, 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 no. What do you do? What do you do no. for a vacation? Um, I have gone on vacations before, but my vacations, I always feel like when you go with a guy, you're just like fighting in a you hut. You ever go with a girlfriend or? A, uh, uh, I guess I could. My thing is instead of doing one big vacation, big vacations are stressful to me because then you come back and you have a million emails and then you have to take a vacation from your vacation and you're on the flight and da, 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 and you lose your luggage. I like to do little mini vacations. You meditate? Yeah. When? <laughs> now. <laughs> <laughs> this whole podcast is from one long oh, meditation. No, man. I do my... Um, I do. I took a attachment strategy class with this um, uh, amazing guy, George Haas. Uh, attachment. Attachment strategy. strategy. Like, what's your attachment strategy or, or, or attachment style? Like, what would you say your love attachment style is? Preoccupied, fearful, avoidant. Right. Um, do you do morning pages? No, I should. You really should. How many do you do? My wife does them. I try to for you for a couple of days. Yeah, she does it for me. Kevin <laughs> is so angry. No, I've done nothing today. I, I, you know, I was just, I just read the Dr. John Sarno book because I've been having neck issues, mm -hmm. and it's mind over body. You know, mind body, mind body, yeah, kind of stuff. And he says it's all repressed rage. That's where our mm -hmm. ailments come from. Yeah. So I thought, well, let me sit down and 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 do write about my repressed rage. And I really have no rage, so I have to make stuff up. I was so angry at my UPS man. <laughs> He knew that package was out in the front. He knew I was home. He did not, you know, so. I mean, I, I, I did something called the Grinberg Method, um, where uh, this woman, Rahel, uh, she's Israeli. It's this where she lays you on a bed. You're just in your underwear. She starts fingering you. Let me visualize. Yeah. <laughs> no, she doesn't. <laughs> Kidding. Um, and, well, first of all, when you meet her, I remember... Again, the people at home uh, <laughs> can't see sometimes that are listening, so <laughs> you have to act things out. <laughs> so, I, um, so you go, 
you first of all when I met the first time I met her her energy is so calm it makes me realize how manic everyone else is all the time and I tend to feed off people's energy and I just get um I uh I go offline sometimes I don't see that in you, you know? I don't see you as manic at all <laughs> girls I, do you see him as manic and, but she's got this magical energy and she uh, you go in, and I remember the first time you knew Rahel, probably Emily. Did you do you ever help me with her or no? Was this a planter feet in your plant? Like you had a plant in the soil, <laughs> or was this the ancestral trauma map? You've been through a lot of healers with me. I feel like, and we're here. We were still not healed. <laughs> you were one of these people that uh, you're into spiritualists. And no, I just I, I crystals. was crystals. I was just no. I love crystals, but not because I think they're pretty. I don't think they're gonna heal your childhood. You know. Um, unless you like use it to kill your molester or something, <laughs> unless you unless you bop your molester over the head with a rose quartz. <laughs> bap, bap, bap. <laughs> no, but you scare the coyotes when you say that. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> oh, she said bop, bop, bop. <laughs> like is she branding again? She trying to make brooch again? Jesus. No, so you go to this woman, and it was actually really helpful because um, I was late like two minutes late and i there was like a sounds like you're late for everything i'm never late <laughs> i couldn't get a code in or something and she opens the door and i was like i'm so sorry i'm just i'm late and blah, blah, blah. and she just was like why are you apologizing and she said it's super calm not at all the way i just said it i probably could never do the impression of it and i just started bawling crying like her presence was just so intense and she just held a mirror up to how ridiculous it is to apologize to someone you're paying when you're two minutes late and didn't have the coat, why would I have known? Yeah. And then we go in, lay down, and she finds the place that you hold your basically muscle memory pain. Because our muscles basically tighten to protect us when we're in fear. And it's usually mm. in our shoulders for women, right? Yeah. And she'll like poke into your shoulder and it, you'll just sob for two hours. Really? Yes. So this is a faster way to do whatever you're doing, I Can think. Can you sue her for that? I, <laughs> I'm calling Ronan Farrow <laughs> as I talk this through. Um, but did you watch the Woody Allen I did. documentary? Mm -hmm. And I did just, you listen to the book first? His no. book? Whose I listened book? to Woody Allen's, uh, apropos of nothing, whatever it's called. Mm -hmm. I listened to his book. Yeah. And the first thing that came to my mind was, this guy has had a stroke or something. Oh, wow. And he sounded really old. Because mm -hmm. I didn't talk That's always what predators do. They start like, Trying to seem yeah, more know, feeble. Right. As soon as allegations come in, they're like, "I'm so feeble." I mean, I and they started I, like, "Yeah." I, I mean, even played it for my doctor. I said, it "Sounds like he's had a stroke." And my doctor mm -hmm. says, "It sounds like he's had some neurological thing." And I'm telling everybody, "Woody had a stroke. Woody had a stroke." Mm -hmm. I'm spreading that around. Yeah. And then I find out that I'm playing the audio book at two speeds slower oh. than it should be played. When <laughs> <laughs> you realize you I gotta had a go stroke. back and tell everybody, Woody's okay. I mean, he's still. By the way, I feel still, like that was the least incendiary yeah. <laughs> uh, rumor that was going around about yeah, Woody I Allen. So. I guess so. I have really hot takes on Woody Allen that have nothing to do with all these out. Like, I don't think Annie Hall is a progressive female character. This is my hot take. People think she's like super. Pro what that about back then? Because she was in a blazer. It's because she's wearing a vest and a blazer. She, she still dresses that way. I think. Which is totally, but I, the character was like flighty and insecure and lost and bleh, 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 and like. It was a character. And by the way, confused. But I'm just saying, everyone was like, he's such a feminist. He yeah. made Annie Hall. Like she was a very like weak person that was so what a, that was dating was dating a malignant narcissist, and she was wildly out of his league. Yeah. She was an insecure like airhead that was like minimizing herself for this guy that didn't deserve her. 
I don't like I never thought that was like the movie, the progressive movie that everyone thought it was. I was like, because she's wearing khakis and unflattering clothes. That doesn't make this. I'm just saying <laughs> I'd like to come for him for a couple. While we're on the topic, I'd like to attack the work as well. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. I just yeah. feel like there's another documentary about how uh, he molested my time. <laughs> <laughs> I I just don't I just don't I don't I don't like when men uh hide behind being like weak and like yeah. impotent and like I'm a nerd and I'm short and like creeps can be short and insecure too. But it's, that is the root of a lot of stand up, isn't it? Like self deprecating. I'm, you know, I'm a nerd. And, yeah, but it's too know. much. You're rich. You're a millionaire. You direct movies. He's not like that when he's directing movies and saying, go, move, do, do. Like you are confident. Stop anyway, pretending. Anyway, I'm you're not. sorry for taking us off course. Go you're ahead. Say gonna, what you were going to say. I'm, no, I'm ruining your friendship with Woody Allen right now. <laughs> if you go on stage in front of, of 100, 200 people to say, listen to me and no one else, and if you interrupt me, a security guard's going to leave you and uh, remove you, and you have to pay to hear me talk. You're not insecure. That's right. Hot take? <laughs> no one uses their hands better than you. <laughs> Let me tell you something. When, you, when I have I, a, a I, point, if I don't, if I have a weak argument, my hands get stronger <laughs> to make it seem. A lot of information. <laughs> I, I start doing this to make it seem like it's a better argument yeah. than it is. <laughs> you don't understand what I'm saying. <laughs> I try to distract people. Yeah. Um, but uh, What are you looking forward to right now the most? Um, uh, us finishing like the five stories we set up and never finished. No, seriously. Should we, and you, I'm serious. Should we go through and just pay sure. off all those stories we started? Sure. <laughs> yes, I never please. finish a story. I always change course. That's what a podcast is, though. I, by what I'm looking forward to. Let me tell you what. <laughs> one thing about podcasts is. <laughs> by the way, he does have to tell me sometimes your hand is in the other person's <laughs> coverage. Um, I'm no, go ahead. What you were saying. I'm, <laughs> I'm looking forward to figuring out what a podcast is. I still am unclear. I was going to ask a you. A podcast is when uh, do you a vehicle leave? to keep people's mind on something when they're driving the car mm. or trying to get to sleep. Mm -hmm. And they probably don't always listen to the whole thing. Yeah. And um, I know I like to come back and revisit a podcast if it was interesting. Oh, interesting. You know, Which ones do you listen to? Well, I'm, I, mostly Howard Stern. <laughs> well, well, but know. why isn't he doing a podcast? Because he has a radio show. Yeah. And, and, um, but I, I, you know, I have, um, um, stitches. Is that what it's called? Stitch? Stitch. Yeah. Radio. Yeah. 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 So I keep all my podcasts there. Oh, Stitcher. Stitcher. Yeah. And I haven't listened to a lot of them, but mm -hmm. like the daily. The daily's good. That, yeah. yeah. The New York Times one. Yeah. I like that. Um, that guy's voice is very soothing. Isn't it funny that we're going back to radio? Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. The more advanced we get. I think it's get. more of a multitasking thing. People won't want to do a lot of things at once mm. and listening is um, easier to do. You know, like I listen to a lot of audio books. The best way for me to go to sleep is when I was a kid, I would hear my parents and other people in the other room, in the living room talking and laughing and I'd be oh. in my bedroom and it made me feel so comfortable. I fell asleep. So now I oh, like wow. to turn on a podcast and not even pay attention. I just like hear them talking and then I just drift off. Oh, Wow. That's yeah. interesting. But it's when so do you, fascinating, isn't it? But I'm just saying, when I always just feel like I'm being boring on a podcast, but I think that's, the idea isn't to be too interesting to where someone can't fall asleep, for example. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> if you stay awake to my podcast, I've failed. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> to a certain extent, yeah. 
The yeah. idea is to kind of drone on. I got this then. In that case, I got it. But I think a podcast is is just a way to have a conversation and hopefully have it be interesting and also um, you know, have it available for people to listen to and try to create a following and then get sponsors and make money. Mm-hmm. And I'm, then fill up the theaters, you know, like we talked about. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of comics have podcasts and all of a sudden they're selling out these huge arenas. I just don't know if I'm supposed to be, um, you know, how, I mean, we're comic, you know, it's just like, comedians i feel like for the most part we're not that funny when we're not doing comedy especially when we're with each other because it's like <laughs> i thought you say especially you especially you <laughs> i mean you just stopped doing comedy ages ago you've no. retired uh no but i just mean comedians are kind of the one place where i feel like i don't have to be funny or if i try to be funny they'll think i'm corny and a hack you know so when you're like you're like funny with everyone and then you're with comics and you're like hey what's up dude that's the one place so it's weird that we're doing podcasts now with each other because i feel like we now have to be like, we have to be fucking funny around each other for once. But I will tell you, nobody is a, is a good a laugher as you. I really, you really get stuff and you laugh hearty. I'm one of the, I feel like few comedians that still like loves comedy and loves comics. Time to talk about student loans. This student loan situation, now that I am getting older, I'm in my 30s. My friend's talking about student loans in their 20s. That's normal. Everyone's supposed to have money problems in their 20s. When I am with somebody who's 38 years old and still has crippling student loan debt, a person that works really, it makes me so angry. You know, you should be mad. We were talking about this because we want you to be mad because <laughs> Ernest will help you with this. <laughs> Ernest is offering our listeners $100 cash bonus. Refinance your student loan debt at Ernest.com slash Whitney. Terms and conditions apply. Now, Ernest is giving our listeners $100 cash bonus. Refinance your student loans at Ernest.com slash Whitney. Terms and conditions apply. Once again, you get $100 cash bonus when you visit Ernest.com slash Whitney to refinance your loan term. Now, not available in all states. No, 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 no. Terms and conditions apply. Visit Ernest.com slash Whitney for more details. Terms and conditions apply. Ernest Student Loan Refinancing made by Ernest Operations. LLC and MLS number sign 1204917. California Finance and Law License number 6054 and 18. Also, 303 Second Street, <laughs> Suite 401 North San Francisco, CA 94107, Venice, the Visit slash licenses for a full list of licenses. I just had this conversation with somebody via text mm. the other day, Ooh. yesterday, mm. because I saw his special on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Narrowing it down. It's a six-part special. Mm-hmm. Danny Jolz or Holes? <laughs> How they Uh-oh. Uh-oh. It's not Mexican. <laughs> I think it's Joel. Jolz. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. I, okay. But he was really good, and I never saw him before. And I was really kind of getting tired of specials, and I really just, I was just so sick of stand-up. Yeah. And then I saw him, and I thought, that's refreshing, you know? That's mm-hmm. really, he's really clever and smart and funny and kind of a different approach. So I thought, you know, that inspired me hmm. to kind of, because, you know, when you're out at the clubs every night, you're seeing the same comics mm-hmm. and then you see their specials. Yeah. I've like, seen, I saw that. Yeah. 
I used to live in the comedy clubs when I first started, as we all did. Mm. And I knew when the comic was going to deliver his punchline, I knew he would swallow first with like a little pseudo indigestion and then do his punchline. I knew every act, you know, I knew every punchline, every little idiosyncrasy of the comic. Who do you think should have had a bigger career? Who should have? Mm -hmm. Like, is there anyone that should have had a bigger career? We I'm, all should have had a bigger I mean, one. Yeah, that's a good point. You know what? You're like, us? <laughs> <laughs> and it's not over for a lot of people. I, I used to tell Gary Shanling, I said, you know, Gary, when I, I used to go on the road and I would get so excited because I think I am building toward having a show at Madison Square Garden, you know, mm -hmm. and by doing these road gigs. But now, you know, I've been doing it for so long. When I'm on the road, it's not like I'm working. I said, I don't think I'm going to be like selling out Staples Center or anything like that. He goes, you never know. You never know. It can still happen. But the thing about the intensity of stand-up, it can't last that long. Mm. You can't be selling out Madison Square Garden over year after year. <laughs> Why would I mean, you want Steve to? Steve Martin, you know, he burnt out after a while. Yeah. Every every major comic that has done those venues mm. that have sold out and bragged about it, mm. you know, it the just doesn't last. And yeah, the, it's it doesn't last. You can't keep that momentum going. I don't think, you know, for, for longer than a, it's not sustainable. A, a year or two or three, you know, yeah, it's just too hard. Um, you know, I'm not, I'm not saying that my standup is like great and I should be doing that stuff, but mine has always been just very gradual, you know, comfortable kind of a, because I think that's my personality. I'm not like a in your face comic. I'm more kind of dry and laid back. And that's kind of how my career is too. It's been really kind of, you know, I've always been working. I could work, you know, on the road forever if I wanted to. Yeah. You know, uh, not to change the subject, but I, before I forget this. But I have three things we have to finish okay. with on this post-it note. Okay. And then I got to go. No, I, nope. I was interviewing Neil uh, Brennan once. The best. And I was keeping him longer than I should have. <laughs> and after one question, he goes, okay, we're done here. And he just got up and he left. <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay, so really funny. quick. Okay, you're going to um, tell me. Oh, the thing that Gary Shandling told me, I never said. The advice he gave me. What it's it? so anticlimactic now. But I was like working, working away because he had a gym with Peter Berg uh, uh, down on Olympic. Um, he was very into boxing. And I was upstairs just working, working, working in that gym, right? Like between like taking a training session and working. And he just looked at me and, you know, I talked to him about a set that I had seen him do at a David Lynch Foundation charity show where everyone fucking bombs. Everyone bombs at charity. Like these charity shows, uh, everyone's bomb. Everyone's eating. No one wants to see comedy. He came out and just fucking killed. Killed, killed, killed. Was so funny. And um, it was like amazing. We were, I, was a, I was at a table full of comics and we were dying. Comics don't want other comics to do well. We were dying. And so I see him and I'm just like, hey, I just want to let you know, like I saw you, that set was like amazing. And he was like, that was a nightmare. The car was like, like he had, he remembered the night, every second of it. And it was like, I like walked into some bad night where like the manager didn't call the car and someone got, like, it was just like not a good night for him, but an awesome night for me. So I was like bringing up some trauma for him. And I was like, okay, oh, I just like walked into a weird hoarding's nest. And then we started talking about work and he said something. He's like, you know, in comedy, you can never make it too late. You can only make it too early. See, that's what he said to me. He said, those dreams could still come alive. But it, it's like Rodney Dangerfield 101. It was just, I just was like, yeah. yeah, why am I rushing? Like, I'm only going to get better and smarter, more worldly, and more interesting as I get older. 
I don't know why, why would you want to make it this young? I don't have anything to say yet. You know? Yeah. So I just, uh, comedians, it's, uh, our job is to have interesting opinions. Like you have to go live your life. It, he it gave me a lot of permission to be like, yeah, I'm going to go like live my life and become interesting. It's like a blues, you know, musician. You've got to yeah. live a life. Yes, have a have soul. Something to talk about. and For art to imitate life, you have to have life. Yeah. And he and he changed my he changed the way I approach work in that moment. And he obviously had no idea and probably had said it a lot. And it just like hit me at the right time from the only person I would have listened to it from. Yeah, that was a good good piece of advice. So any day now, I'm gonna start. <laughs> but you gotta live a life. Yeah. To draw from it. Yeah. Take vacations. Yes. The most uninteresting comics are the ones that all they do is comedy and all they do, you know. Yeah. Yeah. But a lot of it is opinions. It's a lot of it is, you know, point of views and observations. And also taking risks and, and being able to go into dangerous spaces, which I, that's what I'm, that's the only thing I'm scared of. Anthony Bourdain. What? <laughs> Dude, in LA, at the comedy store, in that moment, that was like the brave, like a, a, such a brave thing to do. But it wasn't a personal attack on him. I didn't know him, of course. I know, but I never saw comics, his work. we were in the back going, what? <laughs> like, I never would have had the balls to say that. Some comics can get away with things because of their persona mm -hmm. when others couldn't. But you also have always been, I don't want to say gentle on other people. Like you're not known for like a mean. Attacking, at yeah. At all. And you said it and kind of just like, eh, it's just. Uh, yeah, it's just never. It was. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Did you do something about a parachute? Am I making that up? A parachute? Wasn't there something about a parachute? I don't think so. What was the Anthony Bourdain bet? I remember. It was. Um... <laughs> <laughs> that guy would just fucking kill himself on me. Oh, no. I just remember the audience going like, and you just fucking leaning in. And that is that is my favorite shit to see from a, com a comedian. Well, That's a true comic. I, I thank you. And, and that, you, you didn't go, oh, really? You guys are, you didn't even fucking acknowledge it. You just yeah. kept going. Well, I, I will tell you, you know, I haven't done that in a long time, that bit, because, um, it was kind of tr controversial. Kind of a fan. <laughs> but, but I've never felt so many different levels of reaction from a bit that I've done before than that. Uh -huh. I mean, I, I've seen people, and it's a risky bit to do, especially at the time. I see people react in so many different ways, and then they get on board, and they're laughing, and afterwards they'll come up, they say, that bit was, don't lose that bit. That was so good. That's so good. And it really kind of made me... Um, feel alive because like, people kind of reacted to it that way you know and there's there was uh, also went, a part of me that made me I but felt they went, bad thank doing you it. for taking us through the haunted house yeah that's what comedy is you're supposed to take us into a dangerous space where ooh, ooh, ah, and laughing we're laughing we're supposed to go into the danger zone and we stop doing that with this careful comedy this safe comedy you know what i mean yeah they're yeah. like we know you're joking we yeah. we know no i mean apparently you know I, like i said i didn't know him but Apparently well loved and mm -hmm. you know a great show. I never saw it. <laughs> so, you know, I always but, thought he never really wanted to be where he was. He never seemed like he was that impressed by any of the places he was. He was like, "All right, look at you okay. jumping on the wagon." Yeah, there. I, just, I, just, I don't want to feel like I'm plagiarizing you, but I always felt like he could like take it or leave it. I was always like, he seems pretty indifferent about India. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, he He's seemed like, to have quite a life. He had, he had quite a, a, an adventurous life. You yeah. know, all those different countries and food, and yeah. you know, seemed to like his uh, liqueurs and yeah, yeah. Know. But what I, I just that's that is my favorite type of comedy that I'm f afraid is is going to start to atrophy or go away because people are scared. Because people are af afraid of offending. And, yeah, 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 
No, I mean, I've had people walk out on that bit. Mm. I've never had people walk out on me before. Whoa. It wasn't a lot. It was one table in San Francisco. But still, oh, well, yeah. Okay. You know, yeah. But I remember it. So they were walking out because you were a, a white man. You were the patriarch. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I'm, I'm open to more bits like that that really kind of um, You've earned wake th- people up and kind what, of... What's the point if you're not feeling reinvigorated after you... Like, I... I just feel like I was talking about this this morning where I went on this podcast and I was like, God, I hope they like me. And I went off and I was like, I hope that wasn't too far. Like I found myself apologizing on this podcast. And I was like, no, it's my job to come on here. It's not my job to be liked. It's to be interesting, to go into a dangerous space, play devil's advocate and make sure this conversation is interesting and then probably to be polarizing. Yeah. You know? But you want people going home and talking about you. That's right. When there's 10 comics on the lineup, you want to be the one they're talking about on yeah. the way home, yeah. like quoting your stuff yeah. and remembering your name yeah. and asking when you're going to be back again. Yeah, but it's also our, it's, it's our job to say things we don't always believe just because we're exploring an area that you've never thought about before. You know, like we're going to go into this dangerous place and then come yeah. back, you know? Yeah. Like yeah. we're going to go scuba diving at night and it's going to be, th- and then, we're, then you're going to be safe again. I mean, I think that's one of the things about Bill Burr's um, appeal is that he takes you in, down this road mm-hmm. where you're thinking, this guy's not going to say that. Uh-oh, oh, he's uh-oh. going to be canceled. He's going to, you know. It's a roller coaster. Tick, tick, yeah, tick, yeah. Tick, 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 tick. <sighs> but anyway, he, he gets away with it and people love him. Yeah. Because, because there's, if you, the second you start apologizing, you're like, oh, well, that's when it's over. Yeah. I feel like if you're just like, I'm fucking doing this. This is what I do. This is what I've always done. This is the contract we signed with you guys as comedians. We didn't sign a contract that you were going to come in here and we were going to say all the shit you heard at work today. Mm-hmm. It's we're going to say all the shit you're not allowed to say at work. That's the whole point of coming here, you know? Yeah. And he doesn't fucking uh, flinch. As soon as you flinch, they have the power and you're, it's You've over. got to be in control. And watching, You're the pilot. But watching you do that, it was just so, I hope I hope everyone gets to see it one day because it was just sort of like you, how long you've done, like you're, you've done this for. Um, over 40 years. It was just watching you do it. I was like, that is such a fucking pro. Like it was just, <laughs> no, but a lot of times like people that have been doing it for a long time and they're resting on their laurels and they come in and they're like, whatever. I'm, well, also I'm a people pleaser. Not a people pleaser, but every I. Every comedian should be one. I don't like to make waves but i do like to have something that's memorable and can i just that, you would make waves if kevin nealon walked in and then just did a bunch of safe comedy we're like all right yeah. that that's it like to me i'd go like yo kevin nealon just blew my mind yeah i'm i'm trying to decide whether or not to do that anthony bourdain bit right I, now or not <laughs> <laughs> i do it in a special or at a whatever but somewhere okay. or like when you're touring if you don't want to put in a special are you you're doing these outdoor shows right why wouldn't i put in a special i'm just i don't recommend <laughs> it are you insane <laughs> What? Are you a maniac? You can't say that on TV. No, but I will say that he was beloved and probably a great guy. Totally, but like yeah. the people that go, I know this, but let's. You know, also... he's kidding. He's kidding. Yeah, but but could you do it? Uh, film it, like all the bits that I'm like, mm, I feel like I'm not gonna be able to get away with that or whatever. I've shot some stuff like just sort of in my backyard or at these clubs, and then I'll put it on Instagram and just be like, mm, let's see how this goes. Yeah, you know, uh, yeah, and kind of like float it. Are you doing? Are you touring? I haven't started yet. I, my schedule keeps getting pushed back. And also, I, there was part of me that felt guilty for trying to attract people to come to uh, you know, an indoor show. Here's what I'm finding, though. If I felt like that, too, but I'm noticing that the people that come, 
either don't live with their parents. Like people are going, hey, can't make it this time. I'll see you next time. I, like what I say to these cities is I'm coming. If you can't, I will be back next year. Yeah. So any shows that I've done in any of these cities, it's like Phoenix and Salt Lake, all these ones, I'm coming back next year for the people that couldn't come because they had a weren't vaccinated or didn't ha had immune thing or lived with their grandparents or whatever it was. Yeah, for me, it doesn't, I mean, I don't worry about my health because I'm fully vaccinated. Yes. You know, and I say that a lot, I use that a lot, you know. <laughs> I say, no, no, I'm, I'm fully vaccinated. Was the second shot, did you do two shots? The first one was Pfizer, second Moderna, and I'm going with the Johnson & Johnson. <laughs> you want to mix it up? Yeah, it's a cocktail. These hoes ain't loyal. It's a cocktail. One of them's got to work. <laughs> was the second one rough? It was a little rough, mm -hmm. yeah, because I took it in the butt. <laughs> um, no, the second one- You do um, know how to really ramp up at the end. Yeah. Caitlyn Jenner was Coming right. in with the killer. You really yeah. know how to fucking come in. You know no, how to close. my keys in my head right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Tesla key, so it's just a tiny toy car. <laughs> um, um, yeah, my arm was sore for about a week. I couldn't lift it up, Oof. you know. And then um, I was a little um, fatigued one day, and I had a little bit of a fever and some blood coming out of the ear. A little <laughs> blood here and a blood coming from the eye, and just a stigmata, yeah, a stigmata. coming out of my face. <laughs> yeah, and my skull split open. <laughs> 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 and I can't remember my wife's yeah. name. Good thing I took all those photos of her. <laughs> well, you got to go on tour now. We got to keep these clubs in business. No, I'm going to. I'm. 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 It's your responsibility. I, I, think my, I think my tour will start back up in June. All right, I would do this with you forever, and you know, uh, I love you and respect you, so I'm going to respect the boundary and the fact that you're trying to leave. I'm not going to abuse. No, I'm my, not trying to leave. I'm not going to abuse my power. No, I'm not going to. I'm not going to show up. And I'm you not going to get out of no, here. No, I'm so not going to pull a Harvey Weinstein on wheel. you. I'm not going to block the door. I feel like the third wheel here. I'm like, no, I, you you were yawning an hour ago. <laughs> that doesn't mean I'm bored. That means I'm so relaxed. You my fall asleep brain to is podcasts. Like oxygen. You can't fall asleep on a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it is also, this is a really late, we're, we shot this at like eight and seven at night. This is the latest I've ever shot a podcast. I love you. I have I so many things I want to talk no. to you when this is done. <laughs> I know, we have a lot to catch up on that we're not allowed to say on camera. I love you guys. Don't ride elephants. Kevin Nealon dot edu. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for doing this. I hope this didn't ruin our friendship. No, I think it cemented it. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Get a creamy Oreo frappe or McCafe smoothie for less with 20% off any purchase of $10 or more. Only on the app. Limited time only at participating McDonald's. Valid one time per day. Visit McDonald's app for details. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. -ba -ba.